welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, welcome back to MSO. Hope you're having one of those. Very rainy, very floody out. Um, how uh, it looks pretty pretty bad out, doesn't it? Is it clearing up? I think it's clearing up. Hopefully, I don't know. It was flooding on our way in this morning. Be safe. Be safe this morning, this afternoon. Um, it's hard to uh, adjust your uh, to these to these later afternoon times. We'll be back next week, eleven to one in the morning on Saturday. With Haver, try to say whatever you like. This portion of MSL is being brought to you by Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Let's go eat at Ease. There are four Memphis Ease locations. They moved into a bunch of the old smoothie, uh, smoothie, a bunch of the old CKs uh, around town. Uh, there's the one uh, down the mountain from us at Park and Mount Moriah. There's the one on Union Avenue. Uh, that's the original location. There's the one on Summer, and there's the brand new one on Poplar across from East High School. Ease is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It is delicious. So if you're out late going to the game, staying out late for an overtime game, because you know the Grizzlies only play overtime games now. So if you're out late at an overtime game and you need something to eat, don't stop by fast food. Stop by Ease. Get something delicious. It's Ease 24-hour cafe. Let's go eat at Ease. And since we're not on Saturday, since there is no high noon, since the sirens are not going off in the suburbs, and if they are, that just means there's something wrong with the weather, and please take shelter. But, um... Since that's the case, we're not playing Hang Up and Listen this week, but I still want to give something away. So we will uh, – we, we need a good number. Let's give a number. The um, Let's say – Like one. Three. I'm not answering a bunch of phone calls. <laughs> CJ, he doesn't answer, answer them anyway. I answer them. In honor of the three consecutive overtimes, the third caller uh, right now at 360-8255, that's 360-8255, we will give you $10 to ease 24-hour cafe. So the third caller, just call 360-8255, we will give you $10 to ease 24-hour cafe. We'll take the third caller, you will win the $10 to ease 24-hour cafe. Phone number 360-8255. Let's go eat at ease. We'll have hang up and listen next week, so we will have... Uh, an array of uh, different prizes to give you. Uh, I think we'll play it next week. We may not. I don't know. We do have Haver Charter say whatever you like. But third caller, we're giving you $10 to ease. I do know one thing that we're doing uh, for sure, and that is talking more Grizzlies with our weekly guest. He is from the Memphis Flyer. He's Kevin Leip, and he joins us now. <laughs> What's up, Light? How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for joining us this evening. Is the baby awake or asleep right now? She's asleep right now, but I'm I'm sitting in my car in my driveway in case she wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> True well, story. I appreciate your dedication to this program. Uh, <laughs> I know you usually come on the second segment. You have to get bumped for Jerry the King Lawler. I'm assuming you're okay with that. I am I am happy to give up my spot to Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, no matter what that spot might be. If you wanted to come sit in the car right now, I would get up. <laughs> you would get up if the king came up. All right, uh, Kevin, uh, it was, it, it was, we had a, it was a big night last night. I was sitting next to you at, at the game. It was your big return to FedEx Forum, so maybe, maybe that calls a little, little controversy. You've been out on your maternity leave. But, um, why did the Grizzlies lose last night? 
there's two answers to that. I mean, the the short answer is free throws. Um, the long answer is Reggie Jackson had an insane game, and when he's going to play at that level, um, that kind of puts a stress on the Grizzlies' defense that they're um, that they weren't weren't expecting. Um, you know, Jackson went off for like 32 points. Uh, right. When you're trying to guard him with Conley, that 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 creates problems on the offensive end because Conley's having to guard Jackson on the defensive end. It's just uh, you know, and so that's a mismatch. If Reggie Jackson is going to play like that, that's a mismatch. Right, and so I mean, I was trying to, to figure out the differences between game. I mean, they won game three. They they lost uh, game four. Do you think game four had anything to do with the fact that Mike Conley did not wear a wooden hat? Uh, yeah, I mean that's certainly possible. That's a factor. <laughs> and they did not. They did not have any uh, washed up '90s uh, hip hop artists perform at halftime. No, hey, hey, hey. You like tag team, Johnny? Dude, tag team back again. That, the tag team was awesome. I, 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 I said courtside and, and Instagram yeah, I went down videoed there too. <laughs> we come back to tag team every second hour. I know that, we do, yeah. That's true. That's true. We, I, we just came back to them right then. That's true. I, that doesn't mean they're not like, they, they just play halftime shows now. Uh, they they played FedEx Forum. You got form, that kind that, of bankroll. You only have to work a little bit. Oh, okay. So they just they're doing what like what they love to do now, and they don't. Is that what it is? Yes, and they they are milking that song. That song is still getting played. It is. I was about to say uh, if they're doing what they love doing, they love singing the same song a hundred million times <laughs> more than more than anyone else I've ever heard of. <laughs> right. Not it was not surprising they they went with 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 whoop there it is. Um, okay, so we can we can. F- Throw all that stuff out. It, it was a unique night, and, and I brought this point up earlier. But it still doesn't make. I don't think that the. I don't. This doesn't sway me that the Thunder are going to win this series. I do think the Grizzlies s- still match up better against the Thunder and are a big threat against the Thunder. That that last night's outcome doesn't change to me to think that. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies could win the next game and then the next game, or they could lose and then win the last two. I still think it's possible. Yeah, it's certainly still possible. You know, I, I think my feeling coming into this series was that it was going to be sort of a toss-up, um, just because these teams always play well against each other, and given their uh, their playoff history against each other, you know it's going to be you know it's going to be hard fought. Um, you know, you don't you don't like giving up the game at FedEx Forum because that that uh, that erases that game two win uh, where they had gone to Oklahoma City, taken back home court advantage. Uh, and gave it back up. So, you know, the, it's a three-game series now, and two of the games aren't in Memphis. So that's, um, you know, that's a factor. Uh, but but they've proved this team has played well on the road all year. They've proven that they can win in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, it's just going to come down to um, who makes the better adjustments. And um, I, I, I don't think Scott Brooks can coach his way out of a paper bag. So it's going to come down to uh, the Thunder players, really, and who can can they get those those kind of secondary guys like Reggie Jackson and, and Ibaka to an extent? Can they get those guys going? Um, because, you know, we've seen what they're doing to Westbrook and Durant. Durant's due for a huge game, but um, we've been saying that for four games now, and it hasn't happened yet. Right, he um, can be due for it, but then uh, there's Tony Allen to try to, to, to stop, he'll stop it from happening. Right. So I think um, I think it's all going to come down to those Thunder kind of bench guys and secondary guys. If they can if they can really hurt the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies uh, are probably in trouble. But, um, they, but they haven't done that consistently yet. 
the game four didn't. I didn't leave thinking, okay, the Thunder they figured it out. I don't think they figured they figured it out at all. I mean, you had their two stars combined for thirty points, and they just got lucky, and the, the Reggie Jackson went off, and then now maybe the Grizzlies will have a better way to respond to that. The Thunder blew a lead; they were controlling most of that ball game yesterday, and. So I, I I just didn't leave thinking the Thunder have, have turned turned it around that Scott Brooks figured it out uh, or or anything like that. It did feel like that. I mean, for a second, okay, that they were starting to come together and play like the Thunder. But uh, by the end of it, I just think that they got lucky, and of course, they get the calls as well. Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly there were stretches early on, like first second quarter, where it looked like you know, okay, these guys have made the adjustment and figured out that they need to move the ball around. They're definitely uh, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they were definitely they were really swinging the ball kind of from side to side and um you know that they that it seems like the the later into the game they get the less and less weak side motion they have and so you end up like in the third and fourth quarters it's just Durant and Westbrook doing their little pick and roll thing and then everybody else is just standing there waiting on a kick out so i mean it's not like they have changed or upgraded their what they're doing on offense at all they're they're still just kind of standing there waiting in case Durant or Westbrook kicked the ball out to them. So um, you know I I I think that that last night's game was more about Reggie Jackson having a huge game, not making free throws, uh, not executing well on offense. That the Grizzlies guards had a terrible night shooting all of them. Um, you know it it, it it wasn't because the Thunder figured anything out. Right, so that doesn't. So that means to me that the Grizzlies can still pull this off. Unfortunately, they don't have home court again. They stole it once before. Why not? Why not? Uh, they, why not again? I think. I, I think they can pull it off. Uh, they could win a game seven. Uh, if anybody can win a game seven on the road, I think the Grizzlies. This Grizzlies team could do that. It's just weird to me the Thunder. This this team, the Thunder team, and they've got these two superstars. And you always talk about the NBA, and you've got to have superstars on your team. And where you go back to to Game Three, you have thirty points from Westbrook. You have thirty points from Durant. So they combine for sixty points, and the Thunder lose. But then they combine for thirty points less, you know, less points than than Reggie Jackson, and they win. So to me, I was like, I don't think they obviously they haven't figured it out because. Because of that reason, but uh, like, how did look? It's just confusing. I haven't figured it out. I mean, I'm confused because I thought there was supposed to be a superstar league, and if your top stars are combining for 60 points, something good should be happening. But no, no, you got to have Reggie Jackson get 30 points. Yeah, well, I mean, Reggie Jackson was like two for nine from the floor in Game Three. Mm-hmm. Nobody, no one else on that team was scoring anything. So, um, you know, I, I think that. I think there's 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 real potential for the Grizzlies to, uh, you know, to knock off the Thunder, maybe even go and win Game Five, come back home and win it in six. That's still um, that's still possible. I don't know. I think it's probably fifty fifty whichever team wins right now. I think they're just really evenly matched. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not sure who's gonna win the next game. All I know is it will be going to overtime for sure. Yeah, maybe three overtimes. You know? <laughs> maybe three. I mean. They, Three consecutive overtimes, four of the past five. Of course, this is the, the only the second time since 1952. We finally figured out this stat. I know we were talking about it last night uh, at the game. But it's the second time since 1952 that a playoff series has had three straight overtimes. The other one was the 2009 Bulls-Celtics uh, series. So Grizzlies need to go for is, four. And this is, you know, to me this is that same kind of series. That, that Bulls-Celtics series was just an absolute bloodbath, like instant classic playoff basketball you know and this this, to me this is the same thing like we're 
we're watching some a series that's going to be talked about in the future as like one of the great playoff series, I think. And and hopefully, uh, yeah, and especially if which if either team advances far in the playoffs, this will go. It's a big part of their their journey to wherever it, it will lead them. But uh, the other big story uh, surrounding this game yesterday, of course, it was the national story, which is continuing on today with the Clippers. And I was at a wedding before the game, so I was unable to get to the forum in time for the first ever Memphis appearance by new commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, he was there to talk about the uh, big controversy with the with the Clippers, but you were there for that press conference, right? Yeah, I was there. And how late was he? <laughs> well, they, they came and told us he was going to be 15 minutes late because he was coming from the airport. Uh, and, of course, he was coming from the airport, so it took 30 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so they did say he was coming from the airport, it'll be 15 minutes, and you're like, of course, you're thinking, like, no, he ain't going to be here in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's what that's what all the people from Memphis said. Right. Um, well, the, yeah, um, all those, all those guess, festivals and stuff going on. There's no way he was going to make it to the forum that fast. No, and it was an interesting press conference because you know he, you know he he had intended for the press conference to be kind of a celebration, talking about you know Grizzlies ownership, and he said he called the Grizzlies a model model of small market success, uh, and he said that's originally what he wanted to talk about. Uh, and then, you know, Michael Heisley passed away. And so we had to mention that. And, you know, Donald Sterling did Donald Sterling things. And finally, but, but finally did it in a way that someone has to address it. And, um, and so it really kind of derailed what was supposed to be a celebration of kind of what the Grizzlies have done. Um, it is. And, you know, I hate that it overshadowed. I, I personally, I kind of hate that it overshadowed the Michael Heisley thing too, because I think, um, you know, I think Heisley, in a lot of ways, is kind of the anti-Sterling, right? He's he uh, he he was definitely a, it's kind of a kind of classic, did his own thing, um, but he you know he definitely cared about winning and uh, definitely um, did the right thing by the city of Memphis when he sold the team, made sure they were going to stay here, that kind of thing. Um, and that's uh, you know he he really did a lot of good for the city, whatever you want to say about his track record of actually. Uh, building a winning basketball franchise, you know, winning or losing, he 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 set up, um, he set up the Grizzlies in a good position to stay here a while to really contribute to the community. Uh, and it was a shame for that to to kind of get swept under the rug because Donald Sterling is a, a reprehensible human garbage. Right. I know. Yeah. You were you were definitely going going at him on Twitter yesterday, but. No, and not only that. I mean, I think that the the timing of you know Heisley passing away on a day with you know, and you have such another great classic NBA game being played in the city, uh, really makes you respect what he did. At the end, of, at the end of the day, as far as Mike Heisley's legacy, I think it's a good one. Uh, that you you don't really remember as much of the bad stuff because, a, you're right, he sold the, he ended up selling the team to local people. So he was kind of the hero there. So this is the guy who brought a team here and then ended up selling it to uh, a group that involved a bunch of locals. And that the team, though, as crazy as it was, his three-year plan did work. Uh, I mean, they bringing in Zebo and, and hiring Wallace, who wanted to go get Tony Allen, all these things ended up working. And they put, like, that was under Heisley's watch. Uh, and that was part of his three-year plan is most of, I think there's only, like, maybe four Heisley players left on this team, it seems like. But it was his doing. The, the grit yeah, grind I mean, would not have happened without Michael Heisley. Not at all. Uh, you know, Heisley and Wallace took a chance on on Zach Randolph. 
Um, they signed Tony Allen. Uh, they, um, you know, they made the Pau Gasol trade. I mean, think think about where the Grizzlies would be if they hadn't made the trade that they made. You know, um, that was uh, it was all stuff that seemed ridiculous at the mm-hmm. time, and and you had no idea what they were doing, and you were sure it was going to blow up, and the team was going to remain terrible. But uh, it, they kind of backed into uh, backed into a Western Conference Finals run. Um, and so, you know, they, you can't you can't take that away from them. They did that. No, no, they they did it, and it, it, in part, I mean, the, the reason the team is here is because of Heisley. The reason Tony Allen and uh, Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol all on this team, even Mike Conley, all tracks back to uh, Michael Heisley being the owner uh, of the team. So it's just really sad that he didn't get to enjoy it as you know as much as he could have. Six yeah. months after, six months after, sells the team. He has that stroke. He really seemed like he was starting to have fun and come to games and sit courtside and buying his own tickets, and that he didn't really get to en- enjoy the uh, the celebration and to be able to sit there and say, you know, I was right after all of this. I, you know, I ended up he ended up being right on on so yeah. much of the stuff that he was criticized for. And you know, you know, he would be doing media appearances. You know, twice a month to to say, "Hey, I was right." Right. So that that is sad. And then for the NBA, it's kind of sad that you've got the the Donald Sterling situation going on because this is the the most exciting first round of NBA playoffs you can remember. NBA so often criticized that it's the most predictable playoffs in all of uh, of sports. Right? It's so it's usually predictable. The better team wins, and we've gotten to this point that there are so many. Good teams, and though as West specifically, that they were having upsets all the time. Like there's so many good teams now that it's not happening by the script at all, and it's such an exciting playoffs. Yet now you've got this controversial TMZ story that if you're not an NBA fan, that's all you're seeing about the NBA right now is that the Clippers owner is um, a racist. Yeah, and I mean. You know, it's not just the TMZ story anyway. I don't know if you thought Deadspin actually got a hold of a longer tape of the same conversation that has even more just stupid, stupid, horrible things on it. Um, you know, it is a shame, though, but uh, as much as you hate to say it, the NBA, everyone around the NBA has known exactly what kind of person Donald Sterling is for, for years, if not decades. Um, you know, he settled a massive uh, housing discrimination suit in 2009. Uh, you know, it's it's been known for for decades that this dude is a slumlord who uses discriminatory practices against minorities and who, um, you know, has pretty uh, repugnant views about women and all this kind of stuff. And they never did anything before. I think it's the fact that he got caught on an audio tape saying it, so people can hear him saying it. Uh, it it's just just forces people to to recognize it and. We finally got uh, social media is big enough that uh, enough people are making enough noise about it that I don't think it's going to go away this time, and it shouldn't go away. It should have never gone away to begin with. Um, you know, in a way, this is kind of, uh, you know, David Stern did a lot of great things for the NBA, but he also, uh, like a lot of sports league commissioners, I think kind of tended to look the other way um, about what the owners were up to away from the league. Um, so I think that, um, you know, this isn't necessarily a mess that Adams or made, but uh, it's one that he's going to have to clean up.
Absolutely. Uh, Kevin Labs joining us from the Memphis Flyer. Follow him on Twitter at FlyerGrizzblog. That's with one Z. So you were at that press conference, and, and I wasn't there, and I, I read the tweets. I didn't even watch it uh, uh, or anything, but it seemed to me uh, uh, that that Adam Silver was not as stern, no, no pun intended, as, as he should have been reacting to this, because his delay of saying, I'm going to wait till Tuesday, or I'm going to wait till to investigate the recordings, uh, I mean, TMZ's a trusted news source now, whether people want to admit that or not, and that they're not going to release these tapes and get in trouble and have and get sued if it's anything fake, and you don't have Sterling saying any statements out there saying this stuff isn't true, so it seems like it's it's obviously true stuff that he said, uh, that he should have been a little bit put his you know put his fist down on this this topic instead of kind of seems like he delayed it and said you know we're going to investigate and then we'll talk more about it. Yeah, well, and some other people were saying this on Twitter. He he sounded like he was he was talking like someone who knew everything that he said could and probably would be used against him in court. Um, and that's the big thing about sanctioning Donald Sterling is uh, he he's a guy who has been known to sue the heck out of everyone in his way to get whatever he wants. Uh, and so if you try to take his NBA team away, he's probably going to be filing an antitrust suit of some kind, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and so, you know, I, I understand why Silver had to be very circumspect about what he was saying. Obviously, they have to verify that that's a real tape of Donald Sterling before they can punish him for it. Uh, but I, everybody knows that it's really him. It just hasn't been, you know, whatever, proven beyond a reasonable doubt to the league. Um, but, right. you know, yeah. I, I think I think they're going to find out that it was really him. They're going to find out probably in the next day or two that it was really him. And, uh, you know, the players' union is... is um, making some noise about it too I, I just don't think this is going to go away and I think they're going to have to to do something serious it's an unprecedented situation so uh, what do you, how do, what do they do to him like you can't like you said take the team away I mean you're going to force him to sell the team I or you just suspend him for a little while uh, people are not going to want to play for the Clippers and it's going to punish the Clippers them, themselves eventually um, what do they do? Like, what do you what do you do? I, there's not there's not any other example of this out there, is there? I can't think of one. Well, the uh, baseball baseball basically took the Dodgers back from the McCourt uh, and said, you know what, you don't get to have a franchise anymore. Uh, the difference is that Major League Baseball is a federally protected monopoly. Uh, the NBA doesn't have that status, so they can't really act like that without fear of antitrust stuff. Uh, you know, if they were if they were in a place where they were uh, you know, a recognized monopoly and could, could act like one, they could just say, you know what, give us back the franchise, you don't own it anymore, sorry. Um, or they could do something, you know, Sterling bought the Clippers for $12 million, they could say, alright, we're going to buy it back from you for $12 million, and then we're going to sell it to somebody else. Um, right. That would be that would be hilarious to me. <laughs> well, I don't know, is that is that, is that the, the price you paid? But you could... I could see that the the scenario of the NBA what buying it from him and then them selling it, uh, like they did they do that with the Pelicans? I kind of did that with the Pelicans, I think. Yeah. Uh, where they own it for a little bit and then and then find a buyer, so that way they just need to and, and that's fine. They just need to wash their hands of the whole situation. They just need to get rid just just get rid of him and move on from there. Whether that means they do have to pay him what the team is worth. And and then and then uh, figure it out from there. It's 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 interesting, and especially because L.A. it's a two NBA uh, team city, where 
uh, it's it's just it's a mess to me. Like, there's got to be somebody who wants to buy the team, but are there that many people who want to buy a team and keep it in LA? I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. And does the NBA, uh, do they want two teams there? You know, like what is the NBA's thoughts on? Yes, the you know there's so many other teams in the NBA where they're like, we are committed to Portland, we're committed to New Orleans, we're committed to Memphis. Like, well, we're committed to LA with two teams. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they ended up uh, if a new owner tried to move them to Anaheim or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know Anaheim has that Honda Center, the new arena out there, uh, and that's where um, the Malou family was trying to sell the Kings to Anaheim for a while. Um, so that you know Anaheim is a place that's it's in the LA area. They could still be the LA Clippers, but move to Anaheim. The LA Clippers uh, I wouldn't of be Anaheim. Surprised if, yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. The Anaheim uh, Angels of basketball. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened, um, you know, long term with a new owner. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because it's never been like that before. It's been interesting today already. I mean, we've got the Clippers' first game uh, today since the controversy, and they, they come out wearing their their warm ups inside out. They throw the jackets on the on on center court and they do their warm ups. They made a statement. That's for sure. Yeah. And but then they're going to go when the series goes back to L.A. will be even more interesting, and so many eyes will be on that to see how the the actual players and the fans and all of it come together and, and react in person at Staples Center. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a mess. I mean, it really is a mess. It's gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna tell us a lot about what kind of commissioner Adam Silver is going to be. How he handles this? Oh, this is a tough test because it has a tough test because usually in these situations you kind of like everybody will have their opinion. This is what should be done, and and sure, there's the situation of like he should not be an owner. Most everyone agrees with that, but like, how do you go about just taking that away without there being a bunch of a bunch of problems arising from that? Because this guy's been in the NBA for a while as an owner, so yeah. And I mean, David Stern it seemed like David Stern's policy was just kind of hope he died. Right. Yeah, how how old is he? Is he going to die soon? Do we yeah, know? he's older than Heisley. He's like 81, 82. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, let's see, what Donald Sterling, let's see exact, exactly how old he is. He was born in 1934, so he's 80 years old. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Uh, the team is valued at $575 million by Forbes magazine. He, as you said, he bought the team for $12.5 million in 1981. So the value to, whoa, from $12.5 well, million. Yeah, 575. I think that's a, I think that's a fair number to pay for the Clippers, no? I think that's low because you look at the, the yeah. Kings just sold for $500 million. The Bucks just sold for $550. Um, you know, Robert Perra and his group uh, cut the Grizzlies at exactly the right time. They paid like three seventy for it, I think, because that Kings the Kings sale proved some. You know, people are willing to pay half a billion dollars for a team in Sacramento. So imagine a team in L.A. Yeah, even and, the and second it, team in L.A. A good team though. They're a good team right now. Yeah, uh, so. that's for sure. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, that's probably is a low number. Five seven five. Uh, it was Forbes magazine. It's, this is from the Wikipedia page, real fast. But he's eighty years old. I do think you may be right. That was probably Stern's plan is to is to just just wait him out because you know whose kids or whoever take over ownership cannot be as racist as him or something. Whatever Stern's plan was. Um, 
All right, well, we'll we'll see how this goes. But uh, very interesting that here we are in the midst of one of the best NBA playoffs first rounds I can ever remember. And we're talking about two owners, one who's a scumbag and one who Memphis owes a lot to and will be missed in uh and Michael Heisley. But all right, life, we will talk to you next week. We'll be back on Saturday. Appreciate you joining us and uh, go get some rest while your kids asleep. Absolutely, man. Take it easy. All right, that's Kevin Life from the Memphis Flyer Forum at Flyer Grizz blog. Check out his stuff at memphisflyer.com, the Beyond the Arc blog. It's an interesting time in the NBA right now, is it not, fellas? Like I like this is just that this to have this story which is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, especially as we approach the next game in this series with uh, the Clippers home game coming up uh, in the in the Warriors series. There's already going to be, that I know of, at least one protest right outside of the stadium. You got invited? Uh, what'd you say? You got invited? That's how you know about it? You got a Facebook invite? Yeah, I got a Facebook invite <laughs> to go fly out to L.A. to protest <laughs> a Clippers team that I've never gone to L.A. to see play. <laughs> Uh, the the Clippers home game, mark your calendar. So Tuesday, the Grizzlies we play on Tuesday night on NBA TV. We'll talk about that later. But Tuesday night on TNT, it's a uh, 9.30 tip at Staples Center. So um, it's the late game on Tuesday night on TNT when the Warriors will travel to L.A. And to figure whatever the fans, like how the fans react – and how the organization reacts before or whatever during the game for the it's going to be it's going to be very interesting and we should of course have more from the NBA by that day as well. All right, we'll take a quick time out when we come back. Greg Akers is here for his monthly segment. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 877 FM. From Penny and the Tigers through the grit and grind of the Grizzlies. For over 20 years, we have been and continue to be real sports talk for Memphis. Sports 56 and 877 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, welcome back. They, they were playing this. This is a Lorty Eloise. Lorty and Eloise and Al Capizzi, Al Capone's Million Dollar Boots. They were playing this at the Grizzlies game the other night. It's a fun game to play. If you go to a Grizzlies game, listen and try to see how many songs uh, that you can hear at the game that you also hear on MSL. That's one of them. And they play our intro, Run This Town. They play Woohoo, uh, the Woohoo's and Booze intro song, which is the song whatever from Blur. They play all of those. Uh, at the Grizzlies game. But I got some breaking news here, of course, involving the Clipper story. Uh, do we have any Blake breaking news music for this? I mean, yeah, I do, but not on this short of notice. Uh, all right, well, just can you sing it the way it would go? How would the music go? Give me some breaking news. And now, breaking news with Kevin Cerrito. All right. And we all know about the uh, the controversy in L.A. continues for the Los Angeles Clippers. According to TMZ, who originally broke the story of Donald Sterling, Sterling's racist comments, now has officially announced that the band, the Village People, will be banning the song YMCA from all Clipper home games thanks to the controversy. Victor Willis, who who owns the rights to the song, is furious and says Sterling 
You're banned from playing YMCA at any Clipper game now. We're not banned from playing it here. So we play some YMCA. There you go. Clipper game, first song to be banned uh, from the Clippers games is YMCA from the Village People. How many more songs do you think get banned? Uh, we'll see if this becomes a becomes a trend. Lost our mind for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't you can't hear that anymore at Clipper games at Staples. I guess you can play it at Laker games if you want. So does that mean my man, the little guy who controls the YMCA puppets, he won't be at Clippers games oh, either? No. What's his name? Charlie or something? Oh, what, great Christopher. Show. Now he's putting people out of work. Christopher, the halftime the halftime guy, Christopher, who does the 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 village people impersonator, unbelievable halftime act. Um, man, I see. I haven't seen. I don't remember seeing Christopher this year. But yeah, Christopher's good. He's a one-man show. Plays all the village people. <laughs> if you have not seen Christopher at an NBA game, it's awesome. All right, when it is the last Saturday of the month, our friend Greg Akers from the Memphis Flyer joins us to talk about movies and TV. What's going on, Greg Akers? Greg, you there? There you are, Greg. Hey, hey. hey what up, what up, what up? What's up? Uh, Greg Akers is joining us. He's the uh, TV and film editor for the Memphis Flyer. And um, what do you Hey, like- I, w- I want to announce something. Um, yeah. I- I'm going to announce that the Clippers can no longer play any song that I've written either. No, no, none of your music allowed at Clippers no, game. None of my music. I have two albums what? worth of music. They, they can't play any of All right. Well, this is a big announcement. We're, we're finally ahead of TMZ on a story here. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if the price is right, maybe they can. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Akers can be bought. If, if, uh, I've, not, I've never heard any, any of your music. No, no, you haven't. And you never will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, every month, uh, Greg, you join us to tell us what uh, we should be uh, watching in the TV and movies. And of course, we got a new segment coming up in a little bit. Uh, but yeah. first, tell us what we we should be we should be watching at the movie house or on our uh, Netflix. Well, um, the coming out in the theaters, you know, May is kind of when for real the the summer season starts. So um, May is actually pretty big. Uh, there's some some good movies I'm looking forward to. Uh, next week is Spider Man Two. Um, I have to admit, I never saw the other, the one before this one, um, but I kind of, I, I could guess what happened in it, which is Spider-Man <laughs> exists. Um, so, uh, and I am going to go see that this week uh, to review for the flyer. Uh, Godzilla is coming out this month, which actually looks really good. Brian Cranston is in that, and just from the trailer, he looks he looks awesome. Like his acting job just looks really good in it, just from the trailer, because he's like. There's one scene where he's really angry, and there's another scene where he's crying. And, like, the fact that they got a, a good actor in a movie like that, I think, is a good sign for that. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's another X-Men movie that's probably going to be pretty good. There's uh, 
this movie Neighbors, which I'm looking forward to, it's Seth Rogen, uh, Zach Efron, uh, kind of a comedy, um, kind of a like a, a frat house versus a kind of domesticated family guy uh, comedy. Um, so I think it, I think it's gonna be a really good month coming up for film. Uh, okay, so all of that's coming out in, in in May, so that's pretty exciting. You already got Captain America out and a bunch of other things. Yeah, uh, Captain America. Um, there's a movie that I haven't seen yet. Um, we reviewed it for the flyer, um, but it, it's playing another week here. It's called Under the Skin, and it's got Scarlett Johansson, and she plays an alien um, awesome. who <laughs> she, she you, uh, Johnny Radio is going to love this. <laughs> she plays an alien who goes around Scotland and seducing men, and then I don't know what she does to like kills them or something. But something like, awesome. <laughs> she, she does something cra- something bad to them, but but it's very sexy before she does that thing to them. So that's supposed to be good, and that's out now. Yeah, yeah, it's out now. Uh, it's at uh, I think it's at Studio on the Square, um, and it, so it's it's been out a couple weeks now. Um, uh, back up for a second. You said you're going to go review Spider Man Two, and you have not seen the first one. That's right. Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah it's very allowed. Um, <laughs> you can. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of movies I've reviewed the sequel of that I never saw the first one. I think I, I can't think of which ones they are right now off the top of my head, but um, I've definitely done that before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I mean, Wikipedia is pretty useful. Okay, yeah, you can do your research. But you have, I mean, the first Spider, the first Spider-Man of this new Spider-Man is the Amazing Spider-Man is what we call this one. Right. And is very similar, of course, to the first of the other one because it's just telling the origin story of Spider-Man with, right. with a bad guy. I mean, yeah, exactly. But what new can they do about Spider-Man that hasn't been done before, or that I would need to know before I saw this? Mm. You're going throw to, me, yeah. throw me. You're going into your review with a, a very negative uh, <laughs> attitude towards Spider-Man. No, I want to see it actually. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I guess I've, maybe my negative attitude is for the, the first one. It's just whatever. I don't care. I don't care about another origin story about Spider-Man. Uh, this, I caught up on two Oscar movies uh, this week. Uh, one, the best picture. I finally saw the best picture, uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Good good film, good film. Worthy was, it a, was it as, you know, everything you built it up to be in terms of how tough it is? Because it got built up to me that it was going to be tough to watch, it wasn't as tough to watch as I thought it would be. So that I think it was good that people prepared you for. I was prepared for it because I was like, this is going to be more. So I was prepared for it. It was. I mean, there's some scenes in there that are very, very graphic and very hard to watch. But um, it's it was. I, I think I'm I'm fine with it winning the uh, the uh, the Academy Award. I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I watched Frozen. I watched Frozen, the uh, best animated feature. From Disney. Would you, did you agree with its win? Uh, I'm, I don't think I saw anything else in that category, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a good story. I would have liked more comedy in it. I didn't laugh as much as I usually like to laugh in these computer animated movies. What about the the snowman guy? Yeah, he was but, out. He was outrageous more than he was funny to me. Yeah. Did but, Did you leave the screening uh, singing "Let It Go"? I do like. Yeah, that, no, <laughs> I that song is good. Like you said, yeah. like that song, it, which is this is a weird year we had for the Oscars. As far as like after the Oscars, the "Let It Go" and "Happy" became like radio songs, and they weren't radio <laughs> songs before, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and "Happy"'s been playing a ton. 
uh, every time you turn around, you hear in happy, which it didn't even win, and then let it go. Of course, you hear all the all the time as well, and it got on the radio. So it was and, and happy didn't really get a lot of. I mean, it wasn't a cultural thing very very much before the Oscars, um, even though the film would come out a long time before. Um, actually, I think Happy's a great song. I, I mean, in retrospect, it should have won. I, I think so too. Look, looking back, it should have won. Who did you pick? You didn't pick either one of those to win. <laughs> no, uh, I picked that stupid U two song from the Nelson Mandela movie. But yeah, in retrospect, because Happy's going to go down as a song of 2014, I think. Like, so far, mm-hmm. that's the song of the year candidate, like a song that you will hear in 10 years and think of this year. Like, it's Happy right now. Right. And, and it, all because of the, of the Oscars. I think people heard it at the Oscars, and it just picked up from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Selfies, the, selfies in that song. It was a big Oscars this year, wasn't it? Like, yeah. the selfies in that song just blew up. I'm so tired of the word selfie. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of hearing, like, old people, like, talk about it, like, on Fox News or some TV channel where they're, like, old white guys where they're talking about it as if they're explaining it to their audience. It's just the way they say the word selfie is like they don't really understand it or anything. Not that I understand it, but I don't know. It's, it's stupid. But, but no, speaking, speaking of Let It Go, uh, buddy over at the SB uh, Nation's uh, Grizzlies blog, the Grizzly Bear Blues, who took over for, for Lipe, uh, was t- he had a, a great tweet during the game uh, last night? Because during- when you're on Twitter, like during these Grizzlies games, everybody Mike Miller makes a shot, and they're always like, "Let it fly, let it fly," and they like tweet it out because that's his energy drink now. Uh, but Joe over there at, at the SB uh, Nation Grizzlies blog, uh, he tweeted out, "Let it fly, let it fly," and then he was like, "Frozen voice." So like, there needs to be a <laughs> there needs to be a remix of of "Let It Go" with "Let It Fly." Yeah, like that. So, like f- so yeah, so there's there's kind of a Disney NBA thing going on there. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, I tweeted earlier this week. Uh, you, you said you wanted me to sing it on here, but I'm not going to. But um, the, is this uh, in the Clipper game? You can sing your music here. <laughs> that's true. Um, but there, there's a song from Mulan, another Disney movie uh, called. I guess it's called Let's Get Down to Business. Whatever it's called, that's the that's the main line from it. And so I changed that to "Let's Get Down to Grizzness" um, in my Mulan voice. All right, we are ready. We are ready when you are. Begin oh, singing. No, no, uh, I'll I will have uh, Rick Trotter do that next week. <laughs> yeah, next week. Have Rick Trotter say whatever you like. Uh, all right, we've got a new we've got a new monthly feature we're going to do with with you, Greg, each and every month now because I, it's just always so much fun. Last month we we cast John Calipari and tried to figure out who could play the role of John Calipari in films and so now we're like well, let's do this every month let's find a sports star every month and let's figure out who would play them if they ever made a movie about them so it's it's a new segment we're calling Castaway alright uh, that's our official Castaway sound <laughs> alright <laughs> so we this week uh, we are going to cast the role of Russell Westbrook very appropriately and uh, I've got a, my idea. Of course, it's the one that that, that floats around um, on the internet. Is that he looks a lot like, of course, the baby from Dinosaurs. And we know Baby Sinclair has been out of work for many, many years, <laughs> and would be willing to come back. And they could offer a pretty good contract. Do you think that the the puppet Baby Sinclair is in some closet in <laughs> LA somewhere, some warehouse? I wonder ready? where. Yeah, just ready to go. This is the role yeah. of a lifetime. 
just dust it off. It, it, Baby Sinclair, I, I didn't watch Dinosaurs, but only know it from the internet, everything since then. And uh, Not so the Baby mama. Sinclair looks exactly like Russell Westbrook. Not the mama. Not the mama. Acting skills not is. yeah, not acting skills not so not so great probably though. <laughs> um, Dude, the teenage mutant ninja turtle looks like Russell Westbrook, just like him. Very much so. I completely agree with that. I think and, and, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, someone also uh, tweeted the other night. I wish I could say who it was. Um, like thirty pictures of Zebo that look like different poses of, of Ninja Turtles, which was awesome. Right, that's what I was about to say. Zebo looks like a Ninja Turtle, I think, more than Westbrook. Yeah, it, it kind of cheapens Zebo to say Russell Westbrook also looks like one. Yeah, I mean, if you're building an NBA Ninja Turtle team, though, you would think you'd have Zebo and Westbrook on there. Right, I think so. Urkel could play him. Urkel could play Westbrook. Yeah, all right. He's all buff now, and he wears the glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Westbrook kind of reaches with that nerdy kind of look thing. Um, Probably got like a uh, bunch of PJs, like CJ. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, CJ's a big Ninja Turtle fan. All right, so we so we've got the baby from uh, from from dinosaurs, Urkel, of course, Ninja Turtles. Who who else you got on your list, Greg, as a possible uh, candidate to play Russell Westbrook in a movie? Well, I, th- there is an actual actor uh, who I think would work, and that's, <laughs> it, it, it's a popular person when people are saying who he looks like. Urkel's not a real uh, actor. Urkel's not oh, a real. Oh well, actor. okay, okay, <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> but, but that's a character. Right, right, a Character right. playing uh, Julia White, um, but uh, Bodie from The Wire, uh, who's played by J.D. Williams, I've always thought looks a lot like uh, Westbrook, um, and. Uh, so yeah, but he and he's available. He's not doing a whole lot of stuff, so we can cast him for for pretty cheap. Um, All right, also, that's a good. I, I like that pick. He looks, he looks like he he would be a good a good guy to play that role. And if I I did this, if you type in like Google, just Russell Westbrook looks like dude. Sally Jesse but, Raphael could play him. <laughs> but are you, you going glasses, glasses only? <laughs> <laughs> Big red glasses. <laughs> yeah, glasses only are on that one. All right, Google if you that. Type and, in uh, Russell Westbrook looks like, mm-hmm. but, but don't complete the sentence. Google tells you E.T. a Ninja <laughs> Turtle, Bodie Wire, a frog, or a turtle. <laughs> so that's what that's what Google and the universe thinks. I mean, um, I can see I can see Ducky from Land Before Time and Squirtle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also think. Uh, the uh, Mississippi River Kings mascot Sheldon, I think, kind of looks like him. Oh, that's a that's a underdog. If you're trying to get some local work, if, if the movie's directed by Craig Brewer, we can get <laughs> Mississippi uh, River Kings mascot Sheldon. Yeah, they, they could film it here. This could be big for our economy. <laughs> I mean, Westbrook comes here a lot now. You know, these series <laughs> he stays for a while. These games go to overtime. He won't call it the grindhouse, though. Right, he won't call it the grindhouse. That could be the name of the movie. What? Uh, any more? You got any other any other recommendations? The only other one I saw, and this is another movie I've never seen, called Star Kid, uh, from some '90s kids movie. But the, it's a kid who has like a alien cyber suit, and it, uh, it looked a lot like Russell Westbrook. Star Star Kid. Star uh, Kid. Yeah, I just Google that. That it does look like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> right, so we've got Star. We've got a cyber suit from Star Kid uh, added on to the list. To who could play Russell Westbrook in a movie along with the what Bo- about Baby Bo- Bob? Bodie from the The Wire? Who? 
Baby Bop from Barney. Shows you don't have any kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Baby Bop, the River Kings, ma- and the River Kings mascot, Sheldon. Sheldon. All right, we'll we'll get this list. Uh, we'll get it out there on Twitter. But I think we got a good list in case we make Russell Westbrook the movie. He, he, it, it, it could be an interesting film. Could be an his mom film. should be played by Sally Jesse Raphael, though. Yeah, that, I think that I think that could work, and it may win. It could win the best costumes uh, Oscar too. <laughs> it could. It could. <laughs> Special effects for uh, the puppetry work with. With baby, uh, if yeah, if baby Sinclair's on it could go for special things. <laughs> all right, all right, Greg. Before we let you go, we always uh, take a moment for you to tell us why Nashville sucks this month. Go ahead, tell us why. What about Nashville? Oh yeah, what about Nashville? Well, let's go burn on Nashville down, set it all aflame. Barbecue those greeds, head make country weak and lame. Burn, burn, Nash Vegas, cleanse its rancid soul. Burn, burn, rancid too, make it a big black hole. Yeah! Back by popular demand, the full uh, Nashville sucks. I just love music. that. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and uh, so this month, uh, you know, well, last year Memphis was ranked a happier city than Nashville. And this month, uh, Memphis was ranked a funnier city than Nashville, uh, in a nationwide kind of ranking that this, uh, this, actually this academic researcher did. Uh, he, he found that Memphis is the 26th funniest city right ahead of Baltimore and Kansas City, and Nashville is the 35th funniest city. Oh, and, so nine, nine cities funnier. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense a little bit because, you know, you, to, I guess to be funny, you you can't take yourself too seriously, and Nashville takes itself very seriously. So uh, I could I don't I don't think of Nashville as a very fun funny place. I don't and when you think of the the funny people to to come from Memphis, and you think of what what's the comedy show that's on every week for the past thirty years, uh, Saturday Night Live, right? You got Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. from Memphis, he's hilarious on there. Chris Parnell, a former cast member, he's hilarious on there, right. Right. Uh, think of it in, in those terms. Anything about the show Nashville? The show Nashville? That's not funny at all. Have you ever watched it? It's not funny. <laughs> it, is, it is unbelievable. <laughs> all right, Greg, we appreciate it. It was fun. I like doing the castaway thing. Well, uh, can't wait to do that again next month. We'll pick somebody yeah. else good. Uh, but you can read all Greg's stuff in the Memphis Flyer. Go to memphisflyer.com and follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Akers. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, guys. Right, that's Greg, Greg Akers from uh, the Memphis Flyer. Um, uh, we're getting low on time. We're about to get to who's and booze, but first let me tell you this portion of MSL is being brought to you by Church Health Center Wellness. A healthier you starts at Church Health Center Wellness right there in the center of the city on Union Avenue. It's where I'm a member of the gym, and Marcus is a member, and CJ is a member, and, and uh, CJ, of course, up there more often than we are. How's How are things going up there at Church Health Center Wellness? Well, I'm up there. I hang out with DJ and Willie. They got me on this special workout program and everything like that. So it's going good. I just did a, a boxing class with a DJ on Thursday. I'm going to go back Monday and hang out with Willie in the pool. So get ready to get right for the summer, man. All right. Uh, that's Church Health Center Wellness. The I Love Memphis blog calls it a gym for the rest of us. There's Church Health Center. That's on uh, Peabody. But this is on Union Avenue. It's a gym. You can't miss it right there by, by 240. Uh, go check them out. Become a member. Take a tour today. Church Health Center Wellness. And CJ, I know you've also got something uh, coming up. You, you got a plug. You got a plug at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Quick plug, man. So I'm going to be emceeing the championship wrestling match going on down in DeSoto County at uh, South Haven 
in South Haven at Faith Life Community Center, 7340 Greenbrook Parkway. I'm sorry. Ten dollars for adults, five dollars for kids, three and under. You get in free. Come check us. Out. Come check us out Friday. Well, this this coming Friday. This coming Friday. Oh, you're gonna, are you going to get involved? Can I What's run that? in and hit you with a chair? No, I'm not getting hit with any chairs. Oh, now. I don't think you know what you signed up for. Do I have to? I got to get. I got. I'm gonna get hit with chairs. I, I don't. Dustin know. didn't say I was getting hit with chairs. Now yeah. hold on. Every, I got to protect my face. This is how I make my money. Everybody's in danger. Everybody's in danger. Hold on. At I just a wrestling gotta event. Correct one thing. No, you do not make your uh, living by your face. <laughs> you would All not eat. All right, let's do some quick. Let's do some some quick woos and boos. I'm gonna give a woohoo to uh, the 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 folks at the at the Grizzlies games. They put on uh, some uh, hell of a production during the playoffs. If you don't go to these Grizzlies games, I'm talking about Jason Potter. I'm, talk, I'm talking about all these guys uh, uh, behind the scenes and Carly Knight. All these people who bring in Jerry the King Lawler, who was on the show earlier. Uh, you have. Um, tag team, you know, I, was, I I called them washed up earlier, but they still sing that song like it is 1993. The they they still they still sing it like it's 1993, and they do a tremendous job. Uh, the fact that they were there at halftime, also awesome, and uh, the, the unbelievable production um, at these Grizzlies games. If you if you have not been to a Grizzlies playoff game, you've got another chance because the loss, the positive coming out of the loss uh, last night is that they will guaranteed be a game on Thursday night. And uh, so go out and check them out. I'm going to give a boo to NBA TV. The Grizzlies game is going to be on NBA TV uh, this coming week. Three straight overtime games in a row, and they're going to be on NBA TV. Seriously, not TNT or ESPN? Pretty sad. So Tuesday night's game is on NBA TV. Of course, Sports South or Fox Sports or one of those two, uh, you can watch locally. Uh, I to, love Sports South now. To protest that. so But that's unbelievable, NBA TV, after three straight overtime games. All right, but that does it for our show today. I want to thank, no thank Greg Akers, and I want to thank uh, Jerry the King Lawler and Kevin Light for joining us. We'll be back next week from 11 to 1 on Saturday. We'll have Have Rick Trotter say whatever you like. For Johnny Radio, CJ Hurd, and Marcus Hunter, I'm Kevin Strito. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week from High Top, Mount Mariah. She goes away.